Welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, I hope you're having an amazing day. It snowed here yesterday and some this morning, so I am thrilled because my kids actually get a chance to go outside and have some snow and play. Okay, I gave them five minutes because it is truly cold. We have like Arctic temperatures where it's like in single digits, and I think when they went out it was like 12 or 13 degrees. So yeah, they didn't stay out for too long, but they went out just long enough to say they played in the snow. Anyway, today I'm super excited because we have a special guest. His name is Little Meek and he is from Alabama. He's a rapper. And on this interview, we talk about music and how music is therapeutic and how it was therapeutic to him and how it helped him get through a lot of things that he was going through as far as relationships were concerned. So without further ado, here's the interview that I did with Little Meek. Hello, little Meek. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for being in our show. And I just want to tell you that you are my second guest on the show. So thank you for being here with me. Let's get it. It is an honor being here. All right. Well, I know that I have read your bio and I've heard so much about you, but Tell the tell the people a little bit about yourself. I want to hear a little bit about your childhood. Um, where did you grow up? Just tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you. <sighs> okay. I'm Lil Meek, and I'm from a small town called Somerville, Alabama. I started doing music when I was in high school. Um, I really did it as just a hobby, but I really had to go through some things to really, like, um what's it called like really like like write that write it down and really make it meaningful you know what i'm saying yeah because back in high school i was like just rapping i was just rapping just to rap but you know as going through a man and just getting older and how life just goes you kind of just have to take your take take your pain somewhere else but not abuse it like with with drugs and none of that just really write your thoughts and fit and my really write your thoughts and that's what really like gets me like through my day, you know what I'm saying? When I'm having bad days or when I'm just not feeling like the best. Cause like sometimes, some days, you know what I'm saying? You just wake up and you just, you know, you don't feel like, you don't feel like you did enough, but yeah. you know, everybody see that you're doing enough. So like when I started writing music it like, it just helped me mentally. It helped me peace-wise, it helped me find my peace. So I started doing music, but not even other than that though like what really got it is when I did it and people really like listened to it and I was shocked by how the reactions I got I dropped it in my album and I was going King Meek and I was going through a lot at that time mentally wise I had I didn't do music for two years straight oh, wow. and that yeah <laughs> that was odd it was odd for for everybody to say that Lil Meek really here, he, he's not dropped nothing because I was really going through some things. In fact, yeah. I seen 
uh, an interview with Justin Bieber where he was was talking about the same thing. And like, honestly, I felt everything that that man was saying yeah. because like as a human, like, yeah, okay, popping, yeah, people like you. Yeah, they love the interviews, but like sometimes like we go through our dark days and sometimes that you got negativity, but you have to learn how to just like block that negativity. You know what I'm saying? But like um, through... That that's where really music music is is really more than me. But like yeah, when I dropped that King Me, they really like know my story because I'm the type I don't have no limit when it writes to music. Right. So I'm gonna keep it raw with you, like Tupac. Tupac always kept it raw. He never held his tongue. No, so I'm gonna keep it raw with you on a really really personal level, and I'm gonna show you inside of my life or inside of, of what I've been going through or what's been bothering me. But long story short, when I went to, um, when I uploaded my hop-out video, now keep in mind, I was out of music for two years. I had uploaded my hop-out video and it was the most views I ever had. And it was, it was, it was literally getting thousands and thousands of views by the month now. But until like that fourth month, you know, we started, it started staggering, but we had three, three point one thousand. So that's pretty good. So that just shows you, that just shows you that. I've got a, like a really, really loyal fan base and they, they never left. If anything, they gained and they were patient with me. And I appreciate that. That's good. <laughs> that is really good. Cause I know that um I like to write songs as well. I can't rap. My kids tease me about it all the time. Cause when I try, I just suck. Anyway, moving on with me and my rap. <laughs> I just do songs. So I can write songs. I do lyrics and come up with melodies and stuff. But I noticed like, Sometimes it's weird because it seems like when you're at your, like your darkest moment or when you're going through your most difficult time, you come up with the best songs. And it's funny that you have to be at that place to come up with like a good song. So when you were at your darkest moment, talk to me a little bit about how you were able to write that in your song. Like what feeling did you have? Were you trying to express everything in your music? Like what was going on? Um, well, it's funny how you brought that, 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 it's fun, it's funny how you brought that when you said, um, you write your best, like, when, when you're going through some things, because my mom always taught me that, um, Tupac, I didn't say Tupac's name a lot, because Tupac is a big, like, inspiration, but Mm -hmm. Tupac, when he went to jail, California Love was number one. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, keep your head up, all that, so, when he went to jail, he was at his best when he got out of jail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like he really went through a lot. And I like it didn't click to me. Mama told me that a long time ago, but it didn't click to me till I really went through some things. And I was just like, but that that's what what I had the most album sales. That is what I had the most fans. Like I was actually talking about. I was actually speaking on a story. I got a story to tell. I love, I would love to tell it. You know, I would love to tell it. Well, tell but me a um, bit what, about what it. really got me through my darkest. We're, okay, we really, really, really got through it. Like, like my darkest days was like, um, uh, mentally, mentally music, um, physically working. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I work a lot. You really wouldn't think. Like, I, I really don't sleep a lot because I got PTSD. Right. So, like during the summer when I was way back in um 2017 when I really um when I really 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 experience like the whole growing up thing of life i had lost my ex-girlfriend um prior to that that mixtape all eyes on meek 
which that one was that that's what really had my name going my name was was buzzing because i had named it after tupac for one two the all eyes on me movie was out and three i dropped it on the the same day of the all eyes on me movie and four i had identical cover to the tupac uh uh album so like um it, it was really popping, but like when 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 that happened, that's pro- that that's really what made me stop making music for two years. It was just like I was done. I was I didn't I I didn't I didn't think that I was ever gonna make it. I just I was done. I was just I wanted her back. I was focused on her. I was crying for years straight. To this day, I still cry. Um, but it was it was just heartbreaking. It was hard. No, that I can understand because that has to be difficult, especially if that was like your high school sweetheart. Yeah, um, it, I was really at a at, at a hard time in my life, like when my ex passed, because you got to keep in mind, like you're not in the mood to make music. You're not in the mood after going through that, and like just to top it all off, okay. So I'm thinking that that's the only thing to go through. So May, June, July, two months prior to that, I had I I had witnessed uh, a traumatizing experience. Which um I really don't like to talk about, but I'm just I'm 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 gonna just say listen to uh uh Better Days my okay. album and that's just really gonna tell tell it all. But I but I had witnessed a really traumatic event. Right. And so on top of that, just going through, I'm going through back to back pain. Like I don't know what to do at this point. Like right. I'm I'm looking at God, I'm questioning God, I'm doing this and that, but at the end of the day, like when 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 I dropped that hop out video after two years. And my name started buzzing, and I'm, I'm making T-shirts. I'm making money off, real legit money off T-shirts and merchandise. Yo, like, it was just a complete blessing. It was literally like a love story, like, literally, like a true, true, true love story to me and my music. Like, I, I should have never stopped. But I vouch to all my fans and anybody who's listening out there today, yo, I, your boy would never stop, would never stop. So... Like the way, what, what really, like that's just what really got me through it. Like it's just mentally, like a lot of people, like they think they're too good to get help, or they think they're too good to go through yeah. therapy and all that. Yo, we got Nick, we got brothers in Chicago that's killing each other, that see dead bodies every day. You know, mentally, that's not human. No, so it's like not. they're not getting help. Like the like they like they need so or or they they you know that some people use it towards music, which that's good. You know what I'm saying? But some other people, it's not just music, it's drugs. It's like Juice World, uh, Mac Miller, all them, all the legends that really done passed on us. You know what I'm saying? So like, as me being an artist, I don't want that for my fans. I don't. I want to, I, I plan to live a really healthy life because yeah. I think it's tragic what happened to Tupac. But yes, music has, has really done got me through a lot of things. It's got me through relationships. It's got me through um, friendship. So it's really, it's, it's really music. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm glad sorry. you mentioned, no, you're good. You mentioned something that I find <laughs> interesting where you're saying how, um, you're saying that people, a lot of people think they're too good for therapy and a lot of people think that they don't need help. And I see that a lot. I talked about this with a lot of people and it's just like people are, who experience different things, they don't go to, to see a counselor. They don't go to therapy or anything like that. And so to hear you say that really lets me know that, you know, a lot of people don't. So let me ask you, when you were going through this, did you, were you able to get professional help to help you through this as well? Because I know music is good, like you said, but sometimes you need something else to help you focus on that. So like what happened with you? How did you get help? Um, 
really? I, I really, honestly, if you really want to be honest, I was going through a lot of things. Um, a lot did with just cutting off bad habits. Okay. And I say that by um, Lane, uh, the most toxic drug in the, in, the, in the rap game, but it was addicting and I was on it. I was drinking cups and cups and cups a day on Snapchat. People telling me, literally like bro you're gonna fuck around and kill yourself if you don't stop like you know I'm, I'm literally getting messages and messages of people like bro wow. stop chill out and so like i had to really i had to get off that because i wasn't in the same mind and i ain't gonna lie like you listen to my music on it and without it it sounds like garbage to me right. like i'm not in my full mind my creative mode and my creative pattern that i like to be in so I cut it and like I'm what four months. I'm four months clean. This feels this feels awesome. really 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 good. It feels good. Um, a lot of people out there. I mean, yeah, a lot of people go out there go through a lot of things and all that. But y'all, we gotta we gotta keep ourselves healthy. That whole thing with Fredo Santana. Um, it kind of that that had something to do with it. That scarred it. You know, um, mm-hmm. he he ended up passing R.P. Fredo, but he ended up passing, and it was strictly off the lean and off of kidney liver failure and all that not only that it was fucking up my day job you know what i'm saying because you felt like you always had to have it when you wake up when you you go out to eat you just felt like you always had to have it you always had to have it so i felt like it was really 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 messing up like a lot of friendship and a lot of relationships because honestly i was asleep because I was depressed, so I would yeah. sleep. I would drink a whole cup, sleep, because I was depressed all day and night. My mom's wake me up to just see if I'm okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that just broke my heart because she shouldn't have to. She really shouldn't have to see if I'm I'm alive or not. She really yeah. had. She, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She has. She shouldn't have to go through that. So, I just I, I cut it. I cut it, and I feel better than ever. I'm gonna start working out. I'm gonna start eating healthier. I cut off pork. Awesome. Um, I'm just doing. I'm doing a lot of a lot, a lot of health things, like like a lot of things to really like help me grow as an artist. Things that I'm not too good for. I need to start eating more vegetables. I'm still working on that. I hate vegetables. So I'm still but... <laughs> working on it. Well, you can do fruits if you don't like vegetables. I love yeah, I love fruit, but vegetables. It's just not my thing, yo. But that, that is that is yes yes. Because I had the same problem with my kids. It's like, I'll eat vegetables, I'll eat fruits, because I also am trying to eat healthier and everything. Because, yeah, I'm just trying to be a better version of myself. And since I'm doing that, it's holistic. Like you said, mentally, you have to be good. Health, you know, you have to do your health and your physical. You got to be physically fit. And it just incorporates everything so you could be, like, the best person you can be and reach your dreams and goals and do things. So I have been a vegetarian for a long time. However, just because I was a vegetarian did not mean I ate the right thing. So you can be a vegetarian to eat French fries. You can be a vegetarian to eat cake and all kind of stuff. So I'm trying to let go of so many sweets and eat more fruits and vegetables. And I'm trying to persuade my kids to go along that route, but they are not. They eat some vegetables. I'll give it to them. But there are days in the house where they're looking, Mom, there's no food because I don't have chips or I didn't buy candy or something. I'm like, there is food. We just need to cook it. And they're just looking at me like, no, there's not. So, yeah, I totally understand the vegetable thing. It's not for everybody. Yes. It's healthy for you. <laughs> Everyone just so it like. Is. Listen to your parents. They always going to know the best. 
Yeah, that's hilarious. But at least you're trying. And see, I think that's what it's all about, is like us being the best that we can be. Because there's a lot of things happening in the world. And in order for us to deal with these things and be a solution to the problem, I think we have to be in our best shape ever, physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, emotionally. We just have to be at that point to deal with a lot of things that are going on in the world and to make sure that we make it better for our kids, future kids, grandkids, mm-hmm. you know, just make sure that we make it better. So I think that's very important to do, especially when it comes to health, because it's holistic. So many people don't think about that, but it is a holistic thing that you have to do. So let me ask you, when you were talking earlier about when you were addicted and you were and you were drinking and everything, did you start the mm-hmm. drinking because you were depressed or did you start it just because you weren't sure how to cope with things? Like, what was the reason? I know how to cope with that. I, I really didn't know how to cope with things. Okay. Um, I, 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 I'm not the type of person that really, like, vent. Mm-hmm. So, like, I never really vented what, what was on my mind. But a lot of people right. just, like, got the vibe that something was wrong. Like, something's wrong with with him. He's, he's sleeping. He's not even, he's normally loud and talkative and outgoing and he's not even he's not even that you know what i'm saying so like it was really just like i yeah yeah it was just yeah yeah no because the reason i asked because i know that um i know some people who hear people drinking and stuff they're just like well i don't understand or whatever but it's like people do things for a reason and i realized that most of the time when we do things is a reaction to something else. It's not just because you wake up one day and just be like, hey, I'm just going to do this, and it's not helpful, and it's harmful. It could actually kill me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Nobody wakes up thinking that kind of stuff, you know? That's just not how it works. You do things because either you're reacting to something that happened, and it's even when people get angry or upset. It's a reaction. They're just not normally... It's not like you wake up and just say, I'm going to be a mean person today. They're usually reacting to something, (laughs) you know? But it's true. Like, who wakes up and be like... I'm just going to be the meanest person I could be today and I'm going to mess up everybody's life. Not many people say that. It's like they wake up, something happens, they react. And it may not be the right reaction, but it's a reaction. And so when you were telling me about everything you went through, I just wanted to see like, where you you were probably just reacting to what was going on. And sometimes in life, like you said, they, I don't know, it's like things happen and we don't know how to cope with it because we're not equipped to handle some things. Especially like, how can you handle people passing and all these things happening to you, especially if it's back to back. It's hard enough if it is just like one person or whatever and trying to deal with that. But if it's like one person, then another person, then another person, I mean, it has to be difficult. I'm just going to be honest. Like 2020 was a difficult year for me. And I'm sure it was difficult for a lot of people because we were exposed to things that we were not used to seeing, like the whole pandemic, not used to seeing that. Tons of people like dying. I mean, the last time I can remember a lot of people dying in our country or around the world, but specifically our country was like 9-11. And even then I cried because like it was just so much. But for it to be like a whole year and people are dying back to back and back to back from a pandemic and people are being murdered in the streets and all kinds of things like this, it's like it was difficult for me to kind of wrap my mind around it. And so writing, podcasting, going to the gym, doing all these things, eating healthy, that was the way it helped me. And also it helped me with my kids because I have kids and right now they're doing virtual school. I'm married. You know, I have things to do. So I can't just sit down and fall apart and cry about stuff. Well, I mean, I can't, (laughs) but you know, 
I have to get up eventually and live and do things. So that's yeah. why it's just like things happen. And that's why I'm glad you were <laughs> able to let that go because it just seemed like what you were dealing with, you were just reacting and you didn't know how to cope with what was going on. And it happens. Like, you're not the only one. <laughs> Everybody, there are a lot of people who would tell you if they were actually honest with themselves and honest with what they were feeling that, hey, I don't know how to cope with this situation. And this is why I'm doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's funny how you said, like, the whole pandemic, because, like, I was really going to get on that. Um, this pandemic has really, really, really been... It's, it's it's ruined a lot of a, a lot of things. Yeah. It's ruined relationships. It's ruined lives. Um, it is killed. It is it it has made people die. You know what I'm saying? So like through this pandemic, I really think that it, it. I mean, it brought people, you know, together, and all that. But like, man, this this, this whole pandemic has been crazy. And I and this is what I I really personally like. I think like when they all opened up the country and all that, I ended up catching the COVID. So I was blessed to, to live through it. Oh my goodness! But uh, funny story. <laughs> yeah, um, I did my first interview with the COVID. Like I was full fledged sick. Uh, I, I refused to say no because I was not gonna turn down that interview. Wow! Uh, Shouts out to CC. The during the COVID, it has taught me a lot. For one, it's taught me to listen. Yeah. Um, when they say not to throw public parties, because I had ended up throwing a public party. I had just turned twenty five. Um, and I brought the Yin Yang twins out. Yeah, funny because you're not the only person who's. Uh, listen, I know people from looking on. Now I'm one of those people where if I don't even like colds, okay, I hate when my kids get the flu. I hate when they catch colds. So when the whole coronavirus thing came and people were like getting it, I personally quarantined. I kept myself away. You know, I kept myself away from things as much as I love to talk. I did not really go into the store talking to people as much as I like talking. So I just waved at people. When you let them get close enough to do a fist pump, I'd be like, hold up. <laughs> like, stay there. <laughs> that was me. I was like, hold up. Stay over there. Don't get any closer. Because I didn't want to get sick. So that's what I did. But it's like I saw on um, Facebook and Instagram and all the other places how people were hanging out and doing parties and stuff. And I was, even though I know a lot of people took precautions, I was just like, you know, I'm just not even trying. But I've also gotten to a point, at first, I was very critical of people. I was like, oh, they don't have a mask on. Oh, they doing this and they doing that. But, you know, as time progressed, I'm just like, you know what? Even though I wear a mask and I do all these things or whatever, I was like, I cannot really judge people who do not do it. You know, it's just like, whatever they do, try to be safe, pray for them, hope that everything's okay. And, you know, not look down on people. Because I think this year has also taught me that we look down on each other a lot. We judge each other a lot. And there's no need mm-hmm. for that. And I just think it showed us how we are so much alike. Because the whole thing with the pandemic is that it affected everybody. It didn't affect only poor people. It affected everybody equally. It didn't affect people of a certain everybody. race. It affected everybody, you know? And so it lets you realize that we are all human. We are all one people. Regardless of what you want to bring up to try to divide us, we are all equal, you know? And so I was like, I can't look down on somebody who's the same as me, you know? So that's what it did. The only people I did, I was very hard on is the people who lived in my house and I have a stepson who's 22, stepdaughter who's like 23. Now those people, when they were going out and doing stuff, like, hey, <laughs> cannot do this. Yeah. Cannot do that. You know, 
Now those, I talked to them about that kind of stuff with my kids when they wanted to go hang out with friends. I'm like, nope, no friends in this house. Like we're going to be each other's friends. And you know, my husband and I were mm-hmm. like, nope, this is not how that's going to work out. But you know, aside from just the people in the house or people who wanted to come to the house, cause I was so strict. I wouldn't even let people come visit me. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you're probably safe and everything, but can we Zoom? Can we FaceTime? Can we do something else? I was like, I really don't know about letting you in that door. I had one friend, who came, yes. I had one friend who came <laughs> to visit me, and that's only because she was moving. She was coming from California, and she was in the area. And she was like, Kiana, can I come by? And I had to think about that. I was like, um. <laughs> and my husband's like, come on, Kiana. He's like, she hasn't been in town. You haven't seen her in like six months, whatever. He's like, y'all are good friends. Just let her come. I was like, okay. But then when she came, she sat on one end of the couch and I sat on the other end. I was like, I'm just social distancing. That's what I did. And That's it. it. <laughs> I didn't have the mask on though. So I wasn't that, I didn't have the mask on, but I did social distance. She was at one end of the couch. I was like, all the way on the other end. We talked from there. And then she said she thought she had it anyway because she had been sick and she told me the symptoms and it sounded like she had it. So I felt a little bit better, but you know, I still didn't move any closer. There were no hugs, nothing. Just like, I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, but you know, coronavirus. And then my um, in-laws came to visit, but they had masks. We had masks. And that's only because they were older. And you know, I, I love my in-laws to death. And so I would not want them to get sick. And so we all had masks on and they had their masks. But you know, for the most part, that's just how I have been. But I'm glad you enjoyed your 25th party, birthday party. And I'm glad you, even if you, even though you got sick, you didn't get sick to the point where you died or you had lung damage or anything like that. Because my stepson eventually ended up getting Oh, yeah, I got asthma, too. I'm glad you're alive, yes. That is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was scary. I ain't going to lie, it was. It, it no, gets you thinking now. <laughs> no, I totally understand. My stepson, he ended up getting it. He got it. And he, um, but he quarantined, so he was not close to us. He was away from us. Um, anytime he had, any, he didn't even have contact. He wore his mask the whole time he was in the house. And I've had my distance. I was like, I love you and all, but this is just going to be until after quarantine. But I mean, I was worried about him because you know you hear so many things that can go wrong, and it's like no matter how young you are, you it can you can still have a negative reaction. So it's not just older people; it could be younger people as well. So. That is what happened, but he's good now. So, and he didn't have it really, he didn't have a lot of symptoms. It was more like he had like allergies. It was like bad allergies with red eyes, runny nose, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what he had. So it did, I'm just thankful he's fine and it could have been worse. So that's a good thing. But yeah, this whole pandemic has, I think it helped everybody realize what's important to them. And when you mentioned, how you realize who your friends were and everything. I think that's another important thing to realize because so many times we sit up here and we think everybody's our friend and everybody's going to love everything that we do. But in hot, in reality, that's not how that works out. And it's funny because I remember I read an article that said like in your lifetime, only 25% of the people are really going to be your friends. Those 25% of the people are going to love you. They're going to like you. No matter what happens, they're going to always have your back. Then there's 25% of people who are just not going to like you. No matter what you do, they're just not going to like you. And then 25 will be, 25% of people will like you, but could be persuaded not to like you. And then the last 25% of the percent of people won't like you, but could be persuaded <laughs> to like you. So after I read that, I was like, yes. you know, 
I'm like, I'm just going to look for my 25%. I'm like, the other 75%, they could go wherever they go, I'm not trying to find them because that's too much. Yes. It's like, just find your 25% and you should be okay. But like I said, this year has also helped us all with that because you get to see people for like who they really are, whether it is on Facebook, whether it's in real life. And one thing I have noticed throughout this time, and I probably, I don't even know why I didn't notice it before, is like there has been like a lot of people I thought were like friends and we were all cool, but then you see how they are like politically and stuff. And I know you can have your political views and everything, and I'm cool with people having different political views than me, because I think that's what makes us all unique. But I think when it comes from a place of hate, that is not a good place to see. But I was able to see those people who I thought were cool, and you're just like, oh, wow, that's what they really think. Okay. And, you know, you can see how you intend to either move forward with those relationships or distance yourself from those relationships. So, yeah, 2020 was a year of learning. So I expect 2021 to be better. I think we've all learned a lot. And I think it's been really good for what we were trying to do. I know I've seen a lot happen with me. So I know you have a lot going on. So tell us some of the things that you're currently working on for this year when it comes to music and where you are emotionally. Like you're in a good place. So tell me how it's affecting your music and where you're going with that. Um, currently, I'm working on um, my next upcoming project, which is Mucology. Um, um, I I released a single called Trying, which okay. was very 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 heartfelt. Yeah. Um, I had a homegirl. <laughs> Shout out to Ashley, but um, I had a homegirl. She said she played it. She cried the like during it, but um, it's a very 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 heartfelt song. I actually I had just uploaded on the um major platforms, but they didn't go officially like hit hit until like a couple of days or no actually like a week or two mm -hmm. but it's gonna um it's gonna be on there but like trying was very 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 good 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 song good heartfelt song it was a good move i think that that was one that's one of the singles that i'm probably gonna push i think that people really really feel it mm -hmm. anybody who's really like going through some things um for the most part though of just just really pushing we're gonna really keep pushing all 20 21 and just really find unique ways of, of of making music and creating it and just 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 being myself like people struggle with not being themselves and That's creating that true. image that you know what i'm saying like yeah it's cool to have the, the, the rap image it's cool to have the guns the, the whatever and the gang or whatever but <laughs> at the same time it's like i just always was different i I always wanted to build my movement off peace and love. And I feel like that yeah. I really can get in people's emotions. I can get in people's like emotions and thought patterns of what they're going through. So I felt like I was the voice for it. So I like, that's what really like got me to strive. But like that mycology, I just like each project I drop, I always want it to better than the last. Mm -hmm. Whether it sounds amazing, people think that, nah, that's the hardest you can go, no. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted I, every project. I wanted better. I want more album sales, single sales, all that, uh, video streams, all that. Like I said, like my 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 YouTube is is really it's popping. It's it's popping. I confuse every day on that hop out song, and like some days I don't even post on social media. Like I don't even post a thing on it, and it still continues to go up. So 
Like, if you really want to know my personal opinion, I think that's the hit. I think that that's going to at least get, I see us at like 500K, I don't, like close to a million. I see us, I see us, but I think I think that's going to be the one because it was well put together. Mm-hmm. It was well, like just, it was good, but that no problems one, you know, like um, that one was really, 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 really good. That one was heartfelt. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, I said, I mentioned about my ex had passing away. Yeah. Um, at the end of the video, you see a picture of her and her name and all that. So that was very special for me. Um, like I said, I try to just, every video, every song I do is just special. It means it always has a message behind it or I was going through something behind it. But yeah, and I dropped it. I dropped the album on her birthday in honor because I knew that's what she wanted. So yeah. Um, I, to this day, I still talk to um, her mom. Shout out to mom, but I talk to her mom uh, <laughs> on the daily. Um, it just keeps me. It, she, she, it, it keeps me at 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 peace, considering that I can't talk to her. Yeah. But she's buried, and she, I'm literally seven minutes away from her. So, like when I'm feeling alone or I'm feeling down, I go down there, have a whole conversation as if that I know she's listening. So mm-hmm. I have a whole conversation and just five but this year I'm just really 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 working on just really taking care of the family taking care of people friends really really close friends and um I really want the best I really want I really want this year to be the best year financially you know um I, I don't plan on working a nine to five all my life um I, I really really want to push um I actually got my own t-shirt maker thing I, I gotta order the vinyl and stuff for it but I want to go into like the business of that, of having my own t-shirt making brand on top of selling CDs and records and all that. Um, Mama always told me, you got to have more than one hustle. You can't make it in this world if you just got one hustle. So, um, and I enjoy that. I ain't going to lie. I love fashion. I enjoy, like t-shirts and all of that. I was a big Wiz Khalifa fan when he had the TGOD hoodies and all that. Like that used to, I was always fascinated by that. So. I've always rocked my own brand. Like I always had my own hoodies. I just, I prefer, I just like rocking my own brand. And when I'm out in Atlanta and when I'm out places, people will ask me, oh, what's this mean? Or when I have it like tie-dye, you know what I'm saying? When I got like my tie-dye t-shirts, yeah. uh, I sold a lot. Like, so like people always question, like when I have, for instance, prime example, at my 25th party, I, um, my section, my VIP section, everybody had my T-shirt. And a lot of them were tie-dye. Some of them had my camo versions, but a lot of them were tie-dye. And a bartender just asked, asked my uh, my homegirl, who was Team Me? Because mm-hmm. she kept on seeing it. And she wanted a T-shirt, too, because she, like, she, she, she liked it. And so um, I feel like. That's just that's just one of the things. This is one of the hustles that that I like, and it's always important to have merchandise. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like as an artist, you always want to, you know, have your have your people looking right. You want your people dripping. You want your people in swag. Like, you know, you on top of music, but you want them to look good. And you want them to rep your brand. So, like, that's what really like pushed me like all twenty twenty one. I agree with that. And see, here's the thing. It's like I used to be a rehabilitation counselor and I used to help people find employment and do lots of job counseling and everything. And the thing that I like that you said is when you're like, 
you don't always want to have to do a nine to five. You want to do something with music and you want to have your own brand and you want to do your own thing. And I think that's awesome because I think that since in our lives, we have so much of it revolves around work. I think you should be able to do something that you really love to do, something that you're passionate about. Because when you enjoy the work that you're doing, then it's almost like you're not working. And I think everybody deserves to have that. So I'm glad that you have come to that conclusion at the age that you are and you realize that, okay, so I need to work on these things so I can live out my dream and do what I want to do. I think that's a very good thing. And I'm glad you're doing it. And I can see you've been doing it before, but you know that you're continuing to do it in 2021. That's a good thing. So you mentioned all your songs and everything. I did hear the song I'm trying, and I think that's a really good song. Um, If people wanted to listen to your songs, first, tell us what streaming platforms you're on so that they can know how to get there. And I will try to have this information for you guys in the show notes. I also want to know, aside from what streaming platforms you're on, if anyone wanted to contact you on social media, like how could they see what you're up to on social media? Where can they go? Um, Okay. Far as like streaming platforms, mm-hmm. I am on damn. I'm not on everything, but I'm on oh, damn near everything. Okay. Um, I'm on Pandora. I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that. Um, all you gotta do is look up the name Little Me. Okay, Lil and then you just L-I-M-E-K. come up in everything. Okay, yeah, cool. it's gonna it's gonna come up. You're gonna see my album. Um, subscribe whatever uh, channel y'all or whatever app y'all use. Um, subscribe me to it. Um, add me to your day. Play. Ask Alexa, uh, Alexa to play me. Um, you know, just, just, um, yeah. And uh, you can find me on um, Facebook at Malik Brown as my regular profile page. At Lil Meek as my regular. You can see my album cover, The King Meek. Um, on Instagram at the real Lil Meek. Um, Snapchat. One of the things that I think this interview has showed us is that all of us have issues. All of us go through different things. And sometimes you just need to have somebody there in your life who is there to help you and to get you through. In this case, Little Meek had his mom. He had music. And there were people in his corner who were there to help him get through this difficult time in his life. So just like he had people, it's important for us to be that person for our spouse or for our our loved one or significant other, we have to let them know that they're not going through this alone and that we are there for them. Now, sometimes it can be hard just because they have walls built up because of the things that have happened to them, or maybe they feel like they can't talk about it. But whatever it is, I think that it's important for us to let them know that, hey, we're here for you. We have your back. And be there to support them, and not just through words, but also with actions. And sometimes supporting people with actions is a lot harder than just saying, hey, I'm here for you. Because when you tell people you're there for them, unless you put action behind it, it really doesn't mean much. Yes, they understand that you're there for them, you love them, you care for them. But sometimes they just need to see that you are there for them. So what we're going to do is um, this week I just encourage you, if your spouse is going through a difficult time or if you, your partner or significant other is having a hard time, I encourage you to be there for them and support them and let them know, not just by words that you're there for them, but also by actions. Many times people who have been hurt or who have been in hurtful situations, they don't know how to react and they don't know what to do. So it's important for you to constantly reassure them that 
your therapy plan. And like I told you before, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to do this. And it takes patience, but along with everything in relationship, it also is going to take some work. And I think that building your spouse up or your partner up and helping them to come to grips with some things and knowing that you're there for them and that you're not going to hurt them is important. So this week, let's try to do that if you notice that your spouse or significant other is going through a difficult time. Now, the song we're going to listen to is called Told You Before. And the song is about a woman who's letting her significant other know that, you know, I understand you've been hurt. I understand these things have happened to you. But I told you before, I'm not going to hurt you. So here's the song, Told You Before. I know in the past she broke your heart. Now it is hard for you to trust me. To your eyes, I see the pain you feel. But I hope my love will help you heal. Told you over and over again that I love you with everything. Told you over and over again I'll be with you until the end. Over and over again, I'll be with you until 
I just want to take this time to say thank you guys for listening. You guys are amazing. I appreciate you hanging out with me every week. And I absolutely love talking to you and talking with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with me each week. I also want to remind you that we have a Facebook group now. So if you want to have contact with me and talk to me and really message me and like we can really communicate and chat, the Facebook group is the way to go. So I know I've been telling everyone to go to the Facebook page. Do that still. We have some good things there. But if you want to get up close and personal, I would suggest you go to our Facebook group. And I do have a link to our Facebook group in our show notes. So all you have to do is click on it. You just like it and you or you ask for admission into the Facebook group and you are in. That's it. You don't have to wait for pending approval, nothing. You just um, click on the button to say join and you are in. So go ahead and do that for me right now. It's in the show notes. All you have to do is click on it, join our Facebook group, and you can have access to me and we can hang out, talk, and continue our conversations there after we talk on Wednesdays. I also would like to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. Let them know that they are not alone with whatever they're dealing with. And if you have friends who want to have better relationships, I encourage you to either share this podcast with a friend or a family member so that they can know that there is hope for their relationships. I also want to encourage you to follow us. Yes, I said it. Follow us, subscribe. And the reason I say that is because I'm going to be doing a lot of things, but I don't want to do it unless I know that you guys are able to hear it. And the best way to make sure you're able to hear it is if you follow me or subscribe on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe or if you're on Spotify, follow so that you can get all of our updates and you wouldn't get any episode that I may post. And I'm thinking about maybe just starting something where I do a two or three minute um, talk or tip or something and put it out there. But I want to make sure you guys get it. So go ahead right now, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can either follow me on Spotify or you can subscribe. Okay. All right. So I think that's all for today. And if there's any questions, you can ask me those things in the Facebook group. I'm also going to have um, a links. I'm also going to have links to social media. So if you guys want to contact me or follow me on social media, feel free to do that. All right. Well, I think that's all for this week. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And don't forget, we have the big name change episode coming up. We have an awesome guest, and I can't wait for you to hear him. So be on board for that. And if you want to be eligible to win our gift for 
uh, in celebration of our name change episode, then all you have to do is go to our Facebook group. Join the Facebook group and in the and type in the chat music and therapy and I will put you guys in a drawing and then whoever I pick will be the winner of our big name change contest. Alright, so I think that's it. Go do that for me now because I really want you to win. We have some amazing merchandise to give away and I want you to have it. So go over there right now, join the group, put music and therapy in the comments. I know why you did it and I know why you're there. And I promise you, we will put your name in the drawing and whoever name I pick will be the winner of some amazing merchandise. All right, well guys, I think that's all for me today. Uh, if you want to contact me, contact me on the Facebook page or you can contact me in the group that we now have. All right, thank you guys for hanging out with me. Love you. Talk to you later. And until we talk again, have an amazing week and enjoy your weekend. And try to stay out of the cold. <laughs> Bye-bye. Looking from the inside out, it seems like we are happy, but what?